Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sex Queens. I'm Jules. And I'm Aggie. Keeping you on top so you stay hot. Okay, welcome, everybody. Today, we're here with a headlines version for Sex Queens, which is when we bring to you some of the latest news that is related to sex topics. Breaking news. Yes. Yes. So what is breaking in the news right now? So very recently, what is breaking in the news? (laughs) Sorry. In the news. What's breaking in the news? I know. I wish it wasn't that. So what's breaking in the news is that America is not doing very great with its STDs. Oh, no. No. We are pretty up there with the numbers. Um, So it's been found they did research and they just released a report from the statistics from 2018 and sexually transmitted disease rates are getting out of control and they have been progressively. Hmm. Now it's not for everything. So it's not that every single STD that's out there, or every single STI, because that's, it's two different words for kind of a similar thing. STIs are they the same sexually transmitted infections. Yeah. And then STDs are sexually transmitted diseases. Aren't they the same, so though? they're interchangeable. Okay. But um, sometimes they're listed as one, sometimes they're listed as the other. But it's not that it's all going up. But right now what's been found is um, that rates of chlamydia, syphilis, and gonorrhea are the worst that they've been since 1991. Oh, those are bad ones. Not that there's any good ones, but... I guess is there good STDs for you? <laughs> well, just saying. You know. Maybe ones that burn less. That your favorite? Yeah, yeah, most okay. likely. Just checking because <laughs> some of them burn. Yeah, I actually should know more about STDs than I do, but we're gonna do an episode. It's okay. On we'll that. learn. Yeah, you'll learn. As we learn. <laughs> Throw that in all the time. Okay, but anyways, this is serious. Okay. <laughs> she says that she's laughing. <laughs> no, but this is actually serious. serious this is serious. That yeah. no, it's been happening. Like, and why is it going it, up so much? That it keeps going up. Um, that it's seeing increases every year. And even from 2014 to 2017, again, with these, gonorrhea went up 67%, syphilis went up 76%, which is really big increases. Whoa, whoa, I told you this is serious. 76%? For syphilis? No, like, I'm not being sarcastic. That is... No, it's high. Huge. And it's going up. And... um, Whoa! What's going on? In three years? That's a ridiculous number for three years. Very worked up, very immediately. Gotta say. Well, syphilis is pretty serious. It is. So it killed Al Capone. Okay. But they didn't have a shot back then. Yes. And that is, it is kind of, it's serious in like that type of way. Like it can be treated, like all of these can be treated, but when they're left untreated and unprevented and piled up, they can become antibiotic resistant, which is something that they also talk about. Um, I'll touch on that a little bit. Okay. But um, so it can be serious when we're there. Like, so while all these can be treatable and treatable diseases. Um, also, can syphilis be passed on to, to babies? That's the other thing that I was going to say. Look at you. It's like, you know, one of the um, 
concerning things about this is that there's a 40% increase in congenital syphilis, which is exactly what you just said. It's potentially fatal to a baby. Um, The infection passes to the fetus through the placenta, um, and at that time, it can be deadly. And um, for that condition, again, it's been a 40% increase in that. Um, So that's not good because we're, like, sliding backwards. We used to be a little bit better in all of this, especially in the numbers, and it's sliding down. So that's not great. And, again, that one is definitely scary that it gets passed on to infants. A lot of times it leads to mortality, so... Like in the very beginning. How do you treat a... Do you know how you treat a baby if they have syphilis? Because you probably can't give them what you would give an adult because babies can't handle it. That's a question for the question box. It's currently not answered. So you can keep that in mind and research it yourself and bring it back to us from this headline because that wasn't answered here on how you could treat it for infants. Um, Talk more about um, adults. Hmm. It just says that the infant steps can go up. Um, But it can be treated actually... Wait. It can be treated with antibiotics. In adults? I guess it would have to be treated in an adult. I don't know about the child, though, specifically. That's a good question. Because, like, if a kid gets it, is it fatal? Mm-hmm. How do they do, like, can a kid get it and then survive and then just live on? Or do you need to treat it? Are there complications involved? Follow-ups. That's follow-ups for the child portion. Sorry, I don't have the answers for the children's one. I just have the statistics and numbers for what's been going on. Yeah. And the fact that it's going up. Um, now, some of the um, some of the hypotheses as to why it's going up, um, which I think makes sense, is sorry, I'm reading to see if I have your answer, but I don't. But anyway, some of the reasons why it's going up, which makes sense, is one more people have access to getting tested. So some of these rates are going up because they would be underreported previously. Now there's more information. People can get tested yeah. more easily. So the rates would come up higher of you having it. Like people who oh, didn't get it, like people who wouldn't have been detected at all. Now you can be detected. Got it. Now you can be reported. So that's like a little bit of the increase, but that oh. doesn't explain all of it. But that explains, it can explain some of it is that people who so it's not previously wouldn't have been, but... They're also saying that it's a little bit too high for it to just be that. Like, it wouldn't just be an under-reporting. The other thing they're saying is that um, people who are young adults, younger generations, are often right now not using as much protection. They're not as good about Mm -hmm. it, like using condoms and things like that. So that could be an uptick. Um, You know, probably having multiple partners, that might be an uptick. I wonder if, like, like the culture, too, now of... of, uh... Tinder, Tinder and things like that might increase it. In my head, I think that it doesn't write about it, but I would think maybe. Also, gotta have an impact also socially. things of more oral sex and oral sex typically not being a thing where protection is used because people don't often associate a need with it because mm-hmm. it's not related to pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the oral transmissions could have gone up. That's one of the things that they wrote about mm-hmm. is that through oral sex, it might be passed on more. And another thing is that there's more closings in government-assisted or just, like, funding for, like, testing in a lot of places. Um, And with that going down, that could go to the opposite effect. While some places have more access and getting more reports, other places could be having no access and you can't go there and get free condoms anymore or tests or treatment. So if you're not getting any tests, you're not going to get treatment or get it identified. Yeah, so it's like kind of a mixed or both. Right. Like yeah. if it's closed down, you can't go get tested. Right. So it's both going up and down all at the same time, which is ironic because I feel like that's kind of how it is, right? Like half, half. 
Yeah. It's kind of a half half in general. A scary, uh, scary effect. Like that's a consequence, right? Of people not being able to get it. And then a lot of times there's people not sharing this with their partner or getting the treatment on time. Yeah. Um, and then it ends up being, you know, Look at this map. This is crazy. Yes. So we pulled up a statistics map as well of Alaska. Of of different um, rates. What is this? So one of them is chlamydia. But <laughs> look at us. We're topping Florida's penis shaped <laughs> in the numbers. Um, so we're from Chicago, which is obviously in Illinois. <laughs> for the geography. We're like in the median. So we're like in the medium range, but we are beating Florida by a little bit. Um, the people who are really dark in chlamydia is like the southern states. Bible the belts belt. of like Louisiana to North Carolina are skyrocket high. Wow. All and of them Alaska. are connected. They're all... They are all connected. So that's... they're neighbors. So they might all be crossing over to each other. Um, Yikes. And then Alaska is surprisingly high too for being all out there on their own lonesome. Mm, that doesn't surprise me because that's an isolated place. Mm. You know what I mean? Chlamydia mm. would be more fast spread by less people. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As opposed to like California where there's like a ton of people and they can and go they're in spread and out. out. Alaska's like one, it's cold, so yeah. you fucking. And two, yeah, fuck <laughs> you know, you're, you're, uh, you're close. Who's the close best quarters. here? Um, uh, West Virginia is doing uh, really well. They're doing very light and a little tiny up north. Well, we really there. know our 50 states. <laughs> we really do. Vermont. Good way to go, Vermont. <laughs> that was so embarrassing. Because we both were like, oh. Nobody knows what we're looking at. The point is Vermont and West Virginia. And uh, Virginia. Well. Yeah. So both Virginias. They're oh, doing, no, Virginia's. No, no Virginia's not bit more no, no, never mind. West Virginia's doing West Virginia's well. good, yeah. And then everybody else is kind of in the middle. So that's for chlamydia. Let's see what else we see on this next. Gonorrhea. Which is the other one that's on the rise on right the now. Rise. Those are the main two it's ones. It's pretty similar. Alaska again. Alaska and the little belt down there. It's actually very similar in placement. It's just that gonorrhea is a little bit lower overall. Yeah. The rate incidents are a little bit lower. And final one probably in this map is syphilis. Ah, now whoa. syphilis has more dark so that's why it's most prominent. If you look at the syphilis map, which we're just looking at STD statistics on alarms.org that's showing you how much per 100 um Okay. Alaska's zero on this one. Well, so Alaska, Alaska doesn't have any syphilis, even Why though it's high Why can't you get your shit together with the other two? <laughs> but there's a lot more dark states um, in syphilis than the other ones when it comes to like California, Nevada, Arizona. It's still the belt states. Florida gets included in that one, too. And New York. Those are all really high. But then on the syphilis. other side, there's California, Nevada, yes, Arizona. Arizona. They're really high in gonorrhea. Which they I'm sorry, in high, syphilis, which yeah, they syphilis. weren't high in gonorrhea. They weren't high in the other ones. So interesting how that one is kind of spread out. It is interesting. Wisconsin, zero. Woot woot. Nebraska. In syphilis. <laughs> Those are the ones that are doing well with no syphilis. Yes. Congratulations. But syphilis um, is, I don't know, to be honest, I don't know about gonorrhea and chlamydia as much as I do about syphilis because i do know that you get like a shot i don't know what's in the shot or like how it works but i was told by someone <laughs> it sound like it was me <laughs> my friend no but you know <laughs> what i mean yeah oh, i wasn't some holding it for a friend um no but that you go in they give you a shot you feel like shit for a few days and then you're fine so hmm. i don't know about the treatment of the other two like what that i'm assuming it's like similar like you get some kind of antibiotic type shit but to be honest i really don't know 
But that's interesting. Oh, Hawaii, too. Oh, we forgot about Hawaii. Yeah, there it is. Oh, Hawaii is medium. It's like, yeah, it's medium. You are right. You're safe for now. Ooh, Illinois is kind of up there, though. We're in the top ten. For syphilis? That's not good. No, it just says... Or for all... Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. You're right for syphilis. Yeah, we're in the top ten. Yikes, Aruni. That's, uh... So, I mean, the point is that it's pretty high. So, I think, if anything, it just should show... It's on the rise, which is scary. Yeah, it's and the fact that it's, like, on the actual rise yeah. and, like, an alarming rate. And it's happening. And, again, it's, like, a lot of these things are talking about it, getting tested, and using condoms. Yeah. Those are really the solutions when it comes the to what's going to lower it back down. Know who that. you're having sex with. Like, be smart about and who you choose questions. to have sex with. Yeah, and there's no way to you know, fully screen someone before you have sex with them. And I mean, if we're being completely realistic, you're not going to be on a first date, like show me your latest sex results. You're just not going to do that. That's not something that's going to naturally organically happen. So use a condom, right? you know, and, and then also, later on ask questions. Cause also, I think, I th- aren't there like women condoms too? Yes. Yeah. So like, you know, if you want to use one and it make, if you're a woman and you want to use one too, and it makes you feel better, use that too. But like, we need to do a condom episode clearly. Yes, we do. But, um, Aside from that, yes, like use protection mm-hmm. and it's okay to have those conversations. Know your status. Get tested regularly yes, for you. Yourself. You might be transmitting it and you don't even know. And that's what happens a lot of times is people don't know because a lot of these STDs can be dormant. So yeah. you wouldn't know. Like there's no symptom. That means that there's no symptoms of them. So you wouldn't know. That might be a reason why these ones are on the rise too. Because a lot of the times these ones, from what I remember, which again, probably another episode, but from what I recall, these ones don't always cause very many symptoms for people. Sip a lot of times. I think. I don't know if all of them or how well, much they do. So, they, like, sometimes you don't symptoms. know. Yeah. They also, they all have symptoms. They can mimic other but things, I think too. Pro- well, yeah. But I also think the problem is that if you, especially if you have multiple different partners, you could have it, you could contract it and then have sex with someone and then get the symptoms. Later. Yeah. So then you've already given it to that person and then you're like, oh shit, I have gonorrhea yes. or whatever it is. And then you have to call them and say, so like, then people are spending. Hopefully you call them and tell them. them yeah. Because again, it's just the same as asking before. Like, if you're going to have sex with somebody monogamously without protection, because that's, let's be real, typically what pretty happens often in relationships once you get more comfortable with somebody, you should have that talk and actually ask and talk about it and yeah. maybe ask for some results if it's warranted. Yeah. Um, to know what's actually happening um another part of this i feel like it's probably not talked a lot about or is underreported. but something that one of my friends recently brought up um when you go to a doctor um is a lot of times people don't tell you that you even need an std test which i think is interesting like one of my girlfriends just recently said this not like i feel like my doctor's pretty good but like she was almost kind of like veered away by a gynecologist to do STD testing, what? which I think is interesting. Yeah, Why? this is like a real story from her from her friend is that because she's in a monogamous relationship and she had like a test, like um, her annual, and they determined they're like, oh, they're like, well, you don't really need a STD test, which I think is interesting. I think that that probably happens more often than not um, when That's medical not professionals like kind of breeze past it, like they ask if you're monogamous. And then they say, oh, you don't really need this test. I think that might sometimes be like a money thing because, I mean, everything costs, these labs cost money. But I say ask for them it because just the doctor money, though. Insurance companies. I'm not going to get into all that. But yeah. I'm just saying that I think that sometimes that might be what skews it. I just thought it was interesting because she, my friend brought this up to me and I was like, oh, why would the doctor not tell you to get it anyway? 
Like, because my because being in a monogamous relationship doesn't mean that you can't contract an STD because you don't know. Again, we don't know about the the history of the partner or also what they're doing. Even if you're married to somebody, I'm sorry, but you don't know 100% what's happening. So, a guy can have HPV and nothing happens to him, right? So, you should still get tested no matter whether you're in a committed relationship or not. Mm -hmm. I feel like that should be a test that's offered to anybody. If you're going in for an animal check, that should be something that's on your checklist. Whether you're married or not, because 100%. you never know what's happening. I didn't know that. That's pretty so that was alarming. An, yeah, yeah, and like they don't always offer them. And like, so I would say, even if it's not brought up, because I know that even in regular gynecological exams, that's not really usually brought up. You sometimes have to ask. So I think part of it is asking, ask to be tested, ask mm. what they test for. I know that they don't test for all of them up front. You oh. have to ask for, am I getting mm. all my STDs tested? Sometimes I think that they only test for like a few main ones. Yeah. Ask if you're actually getting tested for all the things. Like, that's part of that, like, own knowledge and own control thing. Ask. Hmm. That's, like, a side yeah, piece of why I think this might be happening is that a lot of times it's not even recommended. That's really alarming. I didn't know that about the monogamous thing. That's pretty scary because doctors are supposed to have your complete best interest at heart. So, like, mm-hmm. knowing that they're like, oh, you don't really need this. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. And that that's like bias because, again, you well, don't 100% know bias. if you need it or not. And if even if the labs do cost money or they're running up your insurance or whatever the case is, I think that that's a need for that type of checkup versus a, oh, are you having these symptoms? Then I'll run this lab work. Mm, I don't think that's a little too late. That's insane. Just an eye-opener that I've thought of recently when this came out and that came up. I connected that together in my head. But that might be one of the reasons why. Some yeah, this stuff gets under detected. If so, if nobody's offering it to you and you're not asking, there's mm, a chance that yeah. you're not actually getting it. Like if you're going in and you think everything's fine and no one's asking it, and again, if you're having no symptoms, maybe you didn't learn about it until much later. When if you would have just asked for the test upfront, you would already know that it's something that can be treated. Yeah, and I know for not necessarily for the ones we we're talking about today, but for um, ones that are. I don't want to say chronic, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, I guess chronic, like mm-hmm. you have them for life. Like you have them for life. They're yeah, part of your like life uh, herpes mm-hmm. or, you know, something like AIDS yes. that can turn into... Um, or just HIV, you have it. Or HIV, I should say, yeah, because AIDS yeah. is where you know you have it. Like it's pretty, like the symptoms are there. But yeah, HIV, a lot of people will have HIV and they'll be young and healthy and then they don't know and then mm-hmm. they get a common cold or they think it's a common cold, go to the doctor oh, you have this thing that you could have been taking medication for, but now your T-cell count is, like, way low and you're right. in a like really like terrible the, spot. When you could be okay if you would have been tested yeah. earlier. Yeah. So treatment and early treatment, I think, is one of the biggest things when it comes to, like, prevention and getting the numbers to drop. Taking Just ownership of your treated. health, you know, testing yourself, um, not being afraid to ask your partner. Questions. Yeah. And then, obviously, your medical providers also questions. Yeah. I think it's okay to just basically question everybody. <laughs> Literally question everybody. Question yourself. Question your life. Don't get paranoid. Don't get just paranoid, question. but, you know. Just question some things like Get that. tested. <laughs> Don't get paranoid, but get tested. Get tested. And again, it goes back to that. Especially of, if you're in Alaska. Because, goddamn Alaska. Your rates well, are high. I mean, like you said, I guess they are lonely out there. But um, also. It's so cold. It's cold, too. So, that too. But also, it's like, get tested because. And get treatment early because a lot of these things, as I touched on earlier, if they're not getting treatment, um, a lot of these things can be becoming increasingly resistant to antibiotics. 
So that's not good because that's usually our first line of defense against it. So if they get stronger in strains, it's going to be harder to treat them. Right now, they're still being able to treat, get treated with a course of antibiotics, all three of these. But if all this type of stuff keeps continuing, there's a chance that it could not get treated with just that. Mm. So ways to curb it, to go back around the loop, is get tested, get treated, and use condoms. Those are the main things, as we said. Well said. That will keep you safe from it and would get the numbers to go down, hopefully. And then the other things that we talked about is being able to talk to partners about it. Don't shame people when they bring it up. Encourage people to get tested. All those things about that nature. And then be honest with doctors and healthcare professionals about your background so you could get tested for the correct things or just ask for the tests if you feel like you need them. All right. That's my PSA. PSA. Any okay. questions? No questions for me, except for those follow-ups about baby syphilis. Great. Then you researched that, but this was the headlines on STD rates and that they've been increasing in America, and we have to draw some attention to it. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in for our headline segment. And as always, um, tweet us at SexQueensPod on Twitter. That's all one word, SexQueensPod. You can also send us an Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Um, give us a shout-out there. Rate and review the show. You know, we always appreciate your feedback and always trying to spread the word there. Um, if you have any specific questions you want answered, you can always send us a message on Twitter or Instagram. You can also email us at sexqueenspod at gmail.com. That's S-E-X-Q-U-E-E-N-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. Um, you know, we welcome any and all questions and we're going to start having segments where we actually take those questions and start answering them. So, um, yeah, thanks for tuning in and, uh, stay safe out there, kids, <laughs> kids and adults. And, and adults. we'll tune you in next time on the next headline. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day. Couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.